0: Back for another music ray Gun, I'm Paul Campanelli. I am Kirk Pinchon. Oh, Kirk, how are you doing? I am well, Paul, and you, sir, are wonderful. I mean, I'm you know, keeping it 80 like usual. Is that when you say keep it at 80? You're 80. keeping it like at 80 percent, yeah? 80 is my max. Like, you know, how on your iPhone or whatever device over yeah. time the battery wears out, so the maximum capacity mm. is reduced, yeah. So, so if you have an old enough iPhone, it'll be like the max battery capacity is 80%. That's me with how I'm doing.
1: So if I'm at,
0: if I'm at 80, like that's as good as it's going to get is like yeah. a B minus. Well,
1: that's still something. That yeah. still counts. I mean, I'm at 110 <laughs> That's impossible. (laughs) Not if you're (laughs) me. That's (laughs) (laughs) great. Why are you so
0: happy, Kirk? Is it because of uh, music things or just in general?
1: Uh, Music, well, uh, the world, number one, as we start this new thing, but also more importantly, really, is a a music thing because I just finished a wonderful book that I can recommend. It's from 2016, and I just randomly uh, ordered it up from the library. And it's called Mad World,
0: An Oral History of New Wave Music. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say it's the Tears for Fears biography. Is there a
1: Tears for Fears biography? I got to get it. Oh. No, but, oh, but, but Mad, Mad World. World is a story right. of this. So. They yeah. cover Mad World. Basically, this whole thing is these two writers went and interviewed like, Thirty new wave artists from the 80s and about one song. And they interviewed them about the song and then kind of like where they are now and how important the song was. So they have they have a a great range of people. They have like Adamant and New Order and uh, the Smiths and Depeche Mode. Shockingly, maybe because they couldn't get them. The Cure is not in this book. Hmm. Or maybe Um, they just didn't
0: want to participate.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And yeah. uh, like Duran Duran... So everyone isn't participating. Here are the things that I've learned about New Wave that I didn't know. Okay. One, everyone started in a punk band. Yeah. Yes. They started a punk band and were like, hey, you know what? We're tired of punk. We don't want to do it anymore. Let's do something else. Let's do New Wave. And so what so happened was... New Wave. Exactly. And everyone was doing... Everyone That's when synths came out. And then apparently... Everyone was like, I'm listening to all they listened to were um, The Clash and the Sex Pistols. Mm -hmm. And then it was, oh, I just listened to Bowie, Roxy Music, and Kraftwerk. So those are my influences
0: now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, They all hated Flock of Seagulls and made fun of them.
0: Right. Because that's like the bullshit mainstream MTVization of New Wave.
1: Yes. Yeah. And um, they
0: all hated Bono. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bono, yeah. yes. Bono has always sucked. Like, Flock of Seagulls, you 2 the second wave of New... Like, that's... Like, Flock of Seagulls is to Joy Division and New Order, as Stone Temple Pilots are to uh, Nirvana, you know? Yes. And, and, like, it's the, oh, this is going to be the next popular thing? I guess this is what we should do if we want to make a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was really, really... It's,
1: it's a great read. Mad World... Powered through it really fast. Just hearing these people talk about what it was like, and everyone oh, and everyone went to art school.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that even goes back to like the Beatles and the Stones. Like that's yeah,
1: they all started British in pop art stars school.
0: are all art school kids.
1: Yeah, which was fascinating. So yeah. everything about it was fascinating. And then the best uh, everyone also hated Duran Duran except Spandau Ballet. Okay, because they were yeah, jealous. They were jealous. Yeah. And, <laughs> But Spannable is like, we're tight, we're good.
0: Even if you told me the book wasn't good, I'd still probably read it just because I want to read everybody dunking on Bono. Yeah,
1: it's uh, <laughs> particularly, um, oh, you love it, particularly the lead singer of Echo and the Bunny Man.
0: Oh, oh, hates you two. Hates because, him. Because you two got the career that Echo and the Bunnymen deserved. Very,
1: very true. Yeah. Like yeah. If, when you
0: hear like, lips like sugar it's like oh this is what you t- this is like if you two had been good <laughs> yeah like, yeah Echo echoing the bunny Men is it is, is an alternate universe you two where you two was good yeah <laughs> that's,
1: that's very fair and bono
0: but, was talented instead of just a pretentious <laughs> self-employment
1: he dick. wasn't which is what i forgot his name the lead singer of, of buck and the bunny man just goes off on him and it's yeah
0: great. oh i have i mean that's not unique for for like in other interviews I've seen and read, he, yeah, he, he can't stop talking about how much he hates Bobby Yes, and yeah. then there's general like some
1: bands were like, oh, we're not. Some bands that broke up are like, yeah, we're not friends with more with each other. Some are. Some are blatantly like, yeah, we'll get together when we need money. Like Thompson sure.
0: Twins said that
1: they're like, we're not going to get together unless one of us needs money, and then we'll go and do like some sort of reunion thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which did I they, applaud. Did they interview you
1: two at all? U2 was not on the list. They didn't either. U2 said no or they didn't use them. The only big surprise was The Cure, which I've got to think hmm. maybe they just couldn't get The Cure because it seems weird that they were not there.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm sure there were some bands who were just not like it's not like they couldn't get them on the phone, but probably the bands just didn't respond or didn't want to do it. Yeah. So it's like they couldn't get The Cure, but they got Animotion. Yeah. <laughs> which is really funny. Plus, I, I love reading oral histories. Oh, it's in, the best. for For music, too. Um, And especially if this format is like every chapter is a a separate interview.
1: Every chapter is a separate interview and focuses on like a little bit of the history and then like the one song that broke them.
0: Yeah. No, I definitely want to check that out. Yeah.
1: Worth it. Mad World is the name of it from like 2016, I believe. Yes. Which uh, segues nicely into because I read it, I have a Don't At Me. Oh, oh, okay. That's directly related to this book. And that is this. Mm The best part of Gary Newman's Cars is the tambourine part.
0: Don't at me. <laughs> I can't at you because even though I'm familiar with that song and I like that song, I can't think of what the tambourine part is. The tambourine comes in
1: during that hook part where they're not, when he's not singing. And in the background, you just hear the tambourine. And then when oh. he starts singing again, the tambourine stops.
0: No, okay. Does Now, does this take mean that you don't like cars or that you do, but it's just the best part of it is the tambourines? I love cars. Oh, OK.
1: Yeah. I would like it less if they didn't have that tambourine in it.
0: You'd like it better if they didn't have
1: the tambourine? No, I'd like it less. I would oh, like the oh, song yeah. less if they yeah. did not have that tambourine in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm yeah. going to have to listen to it again and, and listen for the tambourines.
1: Yes. You, once you hear it, you can't yeah. unhear it with the tambourine. Right,
0: like the cowbell in Don't Fear the Reaper ever since that SNL sketch. <laughs>
1: yep, yep. Trust me. Yeah. You'll play Gary Newman. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. this tambourine. And you're going to be like, yeah, of course this is the best part.
0: Yeah. And then for the rest of my life, I'll always pick up on the tambourine.
1: <laughs> the tambourine. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why I'm here.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, as in, unless you were going to, unless your take had been, "Cars" by Gary Newman sucks except for the tambourine.
1: <laughs> no, no, yeah. that that song is monumental. That's an awesome tune, but the tambourine pushes it over the edge into, into but pure if you, greatness.
0: If you had been the producer or the engineer on that record, you would have been like, "Turn the tambourine up <laughs> in the mix." <laughs> <laughs> Gary, turn the synth
1: down, bro. <laughs> tambourine up. Give we we the even public even what they the want.
0: I mean, do we need the <laughs> synth in Cars by Gary Newman? It's just gilding the lily that is the tambourine, really. Yeah. Yeah. Gary, just, just trust me. I've done a lot
1: of producing. People want the tambourine. <laughs> the synth thing is a fad. It's going to go away. Tambourines will stay here forever.
0: Yeah. What are, some, what are other songs like that where there's just like a, like one instrument, like one little piece of texture by a background instrument? That's like teeny tiny, but it makes the song for you.
1: Wow.
0: Besides that,
1: that's a really good. um, Oh, boy.
0: I've got one. Get one and I'll try to think of one. I I don't know if you know the song, but you know the band Magnetic Fields?
1: I know the name of them. That's basically it.
0: One of their their big songs called Strange Powers. Big songs. They've never been like a mainstream (laughs) popular band, but one of their more popular songs called Strange Powers has this like synthy drum machine-y little piece of percussion that almost sounds like a woodblock, just this little sort of hollow rhythm in the background that to me makes the song. Okay. I'm so glad you said
1: that because now I have one. Yeah. There is a smooth jazz guitarist named Lee Rittenauer Mm -hmm. who had a huge hit in the early 80s. With the song, Is It You? And it's one of those songs where there's like a smooth jazz guy who's like, I need a singer because I want a pop hit. And so the, he did this. And it became a big pop hit. But in that, there is a wood block. And yeah. it's just one, it's just one tap of the wood block, like every certain measure. Yeah. And that's it. And it's great. And I'm gonna send you a video afterwards because there's a live concert of them doing the song and the fucking wood guy is selling that one fucking
0: hit yeah it's very similar to the cowbell yes the the wood block yes and and there are other songs other than don't fear the reaper where once you pick up on the fact that it's a cowbell yeah it adds a lot to it we saw that in our drums episode when we were watching uh bernard pretty purdy teaching like a samba when he when he starts adding the wood block into it yes that's everything yeah, you're like, oh yeah. shit! I didn't know I needed the woodblock, but yeah.
1: now that it's here, that's the thing I need
0: most. Or sometimes the song will have like a little bit of Glockenspiel in it, you know, oh, these sort of yeah. just these little textures. And once you pick up on them, you're like, oh, that's almost the hook. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh,
1: I'm glad that was a good part. I'm glad we you brought up. Should try that to come
0: up, yeah. up with more for a future episode. That's a
1: great idea. We'd have to really do some digging, but yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Uh, All right. You want to get into our top five, the main event? Fuck yeah. This has been on the docket forever. Yeah. We, I mean, we had a whole schedule of topics that we were going to cover in 2020 and we got to like four of them before (laughs) coronavirus shut everything down. Yep. Uh, But one of the topics that we had was bad boy records. Yes. So you said, why not do that for the top five? Let's do our top five. Bad Boy Records songs. Yes. That's what we're here to do.
1: And I took it one level. I don't know if you still did. I did. These are top five Bad Boy songs minus Biggie.
0: (laughs) I kind of did that. Yeah. Uh, Not exactly. But, well, first, let's just explain. Like, you and I take it for granted that people know what Bad Boy Records is. Maybe someone listening doesn't. But if they know, 90s hip hop, the whole East Coast, West Coast rivalry. Yep. Uh, in hip hop in the '90s, really was, it wasn't just these two labels, but Bad Boy Records on the East Coast was was basically Notorious B.I.G. and Puff yeah. Daddy and some others, but that's the yep. Notorious B.I.G. camp. Death Row Records in L.A. was Dr. Dre, Tupac. Um, is Snoop on Death Row early Snoop on? Snoop was Before on he Death goes Row to early Limit? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Here, here's I'm the Nick thing. Nick Dog, Orangey, same. Nick, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Death row was a little had a bit more of a robust roster, but ultimately, I like Big E better than anyone on death row so
1: yeah i liked i was i was more east Coast i loved the because of big e but also like you know even with the pop stuff like mace was there, little yeah. C's was there, and then they'd had a lot of r and b that uh the west Coast did they had faith they had total they had a ton sure. i mean when you dig into it and you're like look at all the music in the 90s that's R&B and rap even just these one hit wonders you're like oh shit this was most of it was bad boy they well, were so huge
0: i had the absolute opposite uh experience putting this episode together this was way more difficult for me than i thought it was going to be oh i'm interesting why because Do you there think were that artists who, here's the thing i'm not as much of a music nerd as i am i'm not always like tuned into labels and who's on what mm-hmm. labels. I thought I had a good sense of who was on Bad Boy. I knew that it was Biggie and Puff. There were artists who I assumed were Bad Boy artists who are not. And when you remove them from the equation for me, I had a lot of difficulty putting this list together because I don't know Total. I don't know 112. Oh, okay.
1: Interesting.
0: I hate Mace. I hate Puff. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's, that's fair. I can see. I don't, but I can see yeah. why. Like when someone says that, I go, yeah, that's fair. I pretty much only like Biggie and like one other artist. We'll get to it. But yeah. instead of not including Biggie on mine, the restriction that I gave myself was no Biggie singles. Oh, okay. Cause, yeah, because otherwise it was just going to be like my fi- my five favorite Biggie. <laughs> it songs. would have just been just a Biggie be list. Like hypnotized, Big Papa, Juice. Yeah. Like it would just been like Biggie's greatest hits. Yeah, would be my top. So, Biggie will show up on my list, but I did not allow myself to choose actual singles from his albums. I, I picked album cuts. That's I, essentially
1: that that's essentially what I did too. But, yeah, uh, but specifically that as well. I mean. I, one of the reasons that I love ba- I love Bad Boy so much, besides the music, of course, is mm-hmm. that Puffy came out of the record label Uptown, which yeah. was uh, Andre Harrell's label, and Andre Harrell got his start with Guy, so yeah. it's all connected for me. In fact, Andre Harrell fired Puffy uh, from Uptown because Puffy was like trying to do too much. Yeah, he would like overstep his boundaries for his job. And so Andre was like, "Yeah, dude." And amicably, apparently, he's like, "Dude, you're gone. You're like, do your own thing." So Puffy did his own thing, and then when Uptown folded, Andre Harrell got a job with With Bad Bad Boy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all interconnected, which, and I just love it all.
0: So for me, the sort of honorable mentions, although not really, because they're not Bad Boy, which is the point. The artists who I assumed I would get to include were Lil Kim and Junior Mafia, because I just associate them with biggie's circle i thought that they were bad boy artists Lil kim wasn't bad boy no neither was junior mafia which was which was biggie's group what were they uh were they on uptown i think uptown let me see why are wow. they on your list he, i have one on my list i'll just cross it off but i i yeah you
1: didn't I you didn't sw- do the research I just did it all off my dome because I'm like, look how smart I am. I know everything about Bad Boy.
0: <laughs> you made the same assumption I did. Yeah, uh, yeah the Junior Mafia album is on uh, Big Beat, which is like an, a subsidiary of Atlantic, I guess. And same, okay. thing with, same thing with Kim. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. So they don't count, which is, I mean, that took away my favorites. You know, I was probably going to put uh, Lil Kim at number one and Junior Mafia at number two.
1: Were you going to put Lil Kim Crush
0: on you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I
1: figured if if it was Bad Boy, that would be your number one because that was my number two. Mm -hmm. But this is okay because what I'm going to do is cross off that. And then I have 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 four. I have a. uh, Oh, this works out well. Uh, This is. I'm going to make that my number
0: five. So what were your honorable mentions? Just those two were your honorable mentions? It was going to be Crush on You and Get Money. Oh. And, and which one was one and which one was two, you know, I might have even just decided in the moment as we recorded. Those are but, good. And then it turned out that neither of them were on Bad Boy, so they didn't count. That's so funny. Even though they both have Biggie on, on them, and they're
1: great. <laughs> That's insane. So, yeah. I didn't, I'm so glad you brought that up, because I would have been wrong,
0: but I fixed it. Uh, my and I also man. wanted to oh, say, even Please. though it's... Sorry? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Because we love backronyms. Yes. Even though it's not bad boy, I, look, in the context of Biggie, we can talk about Junior Mafia. That's Junior M period, A period, F period, I period, A period. So you know Mafia is a backronym. Oh, No. Do you know what mafia stands for in junior no, mafia? I do not. <laughs> okay, you're going to love this. Junior mafia stands for Masters at Finding Intelligent Attitudes. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. <laughs>
1: But you've already fucked it up by adding the junior. So you're not even that good at it. You're the junior part of doing that. You're the junior, junior masters. Master. Right. You're the junior masters. Right. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> you could have been just junior mafia and been like, oh, shit, they're the up and coming mafia. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Have the courage of your convictions to be gangsters instead of saying like, no, actually, we're finding a better way. Or whatever Yes. It is.
1: Oh, so bad. Yeah. Oh, that's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. One of my favorite things in pop music is Oh, this. it's the best. They
1: never work out, and it makes it so wonderful.
0: Yeah. It's masters so of good. Finding intelligent attitudes. That's what a mafia is. <laughs>
1: that's what all mafias are. That's why the government is after them. They're, right. they're masters. <laughs>
0: right. Oh, my God. But yeah, I no, had, no Kim, no junior mafia on my list. Okay. I exciting. cross that off.
1: I still have two honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, I have um, The Locks, Money, Power, and Respect, mm-hmm. which I love because first you get the money, then you get the motherfucking power. Once you get the motherfucking power, motherfuckers will respect you. Yeah, that's how That's, that, that's, that's how it works. And my second one is a what
0: the fuck, were they part of Bad Boy? And they were. It's New Edition's Hot Tonight. Now, when I saw that New Edition had an album on Bad Boy, I thought that was why you wanted to talk about Bad Boy. <laughs> no, because it's not a good album. Okay, okay. It's not.
1: It, they've gone on record. In 2002, yeah. uh, Puffy Puffy's like, hey, man, why don't you guys just come and do a Bad Boy album? Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And it didn't work out. And even the guys on New Edition were kind of like, mm, yeah, just... It didn't fit. It wasn't good. They, their best song is, is from it. is called "Hot Tonight," yeah. which was their me, It was like a medium hit at best, and it's not even that good. But yeah. it was just fascinating that they were like, "Oh, we're going to be a bad boy now," and they did this one album, and then that was it.
0: So this is six years after their big comeback in 90s. Yes, yes. Now Bobby, everybody was there for the comeback, right? Bobby came back, and yes. Johnny was still there, so. <laughs> But who's who's there in two thousand two? Is Bobby still with them on that album? No, Bobby was not, but everyone else was. Bobby's gone again, but everyone's Bobby's Bobby's gone again. Still there. everyone. Ralph is still there. Everyone's there.
1: Yes. Okay. So is that one? There was that big. It was everyone but Bobby. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what I would have guessed, but I wasn't sure. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's one of those things where I have the album. Yeah. I don't listen to it, you but I can't. I can't bring myself to get rid of it. I'm just like
0: I'm going to keep it. I, no, because you just got to have. I mean, do you own a copy of every new edition album?
1: Yes, except their uh, uh, Blue Moon album,
0: and I, 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 I refuse to buy oh, it. Oh, right, the one where they did like the covers of of yeah. like R and like classic R and B. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Oh, you gotta buy it just so you have the complete collection. Oh. <laughs> you gotta be a famous fan. <laughs> we dig deep and like
1: they're like, oh, there's a rare and unreleased one for twenty dollars, and no, no,
0: <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Fuck blue moon. <laughs> fuck. fuck blue I moon, bet I'd man. love blue moon.
1: <laughs> You'd be like, hey, it's not bad. Yeah, You're like, I love this, that there's some pretty though. good like things there. Do wop and stuff.
0: Ooh, yeah. No way.
1: Yeah, <laughs> can't do it.
0: Especially because uh, they were like just forced to do it. Yeah, I know that even they didn't want to do it. I remember. Yeah. I remember you talking about that way back when we did our new edition episode.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Episode eight. <sighs> How do you even remember that? That's amazing. I don't know. I have weird recall for things. Also, That's I'm not 100% great. sure I'm correct. I'm just going to say <laughs> yes, you're correct. Let's just say it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Uh, okay, I'll kick this off with my number five. All right. Uh, even though I said I hate him, and I do, my number five is Mace. It fe- <laughs> it's, it's feels so good. because you, you can't escape it. Because, do you remember last episode when we did hair metal, and you explained you explained that you came around to liking white snake because of how much it reminds you of high school mhm that's feels so good for me cuz this is ah. 1997 i'm like a sophomore or a junior right mm-hmm. biggie's dead but mace is the new jack puff is at the peak of his powers feels so good more money more problems that stuff is big. Oh, well, More Money, No More Problems is is, is technically a biggie record. But yeah. Yes. That has Mace on it. The yeah. video had Mace in it. I love that song. I hated Mace so much. I still think that he was... Mace's whole career was Puff saying, like, I bet I could take... I don't know how to put this tactfully. I don't think there's a way to put it tactfully, but a person who is, or at least sounds like he is mentally disabled when he raps and make him a star just because I'm Puffy and everything I touch turns to gold because Mace is like the worst rapper I've ever heard he's very much mouth he cannot rap he has no charisma he, he, I don't get why he was a star and then he almost disappeared as suddenly as he came it's almost like Puffy was like okay mission accomplished I proved that I could make anyone a star now you go away because Mace <laughs> just sort of went away yeah I think he got religion and became a preacher. I know that that ha- has happened, yeah, but yeah. I feel like his he just he disappeared from the hip hop scene before that happened. yeah, he did you know definitely I mean? definitely. but definitely. now r- like retroactively, just because of the the time in my life when that song was a big deal, now I hear it, and I'm like, yeah, it's I mean, may still sucks, but it's a great party song. It's got the crew yeah. and the gang sample, it's got a great yeah. hook. Like, I remember watching the video because you couldn't avoid it. It just takes me back to high school. And with the built-in nostalgia, I'm like, all right, I kind of, like, feel so good now. <laughs> like, May still sucks, but it's a great pop song. It is
1: a great pop song. Yeah. It's funny you say, it, it's such a, it, to me, especially because it was also such a big hit, it's a pop song. It's almost it's barely a hip-hop or a rap
0: song. Oh, yeah. It's real, like, up, like R&B. And yeah. it just makes me like so i guess just that like, means yeah. more money more problems for you huh <laughs>
1: yeah just very deadpan and oh yeah but yeah. he had a string man i remember that i can't hold me down well, i think i feel so good i like better than can't hold me down yeah
0: but that album was huge when it oh, was God. when it was out yeah yeah so big but I'm, it was one of those things where i was like am i going crazy like you know sometimes it just feels like the entire world got together to pull a prank on you. <laughs> like everyone agreed that something is good and you're like what is going on? Yeah. And That's what I controlled by Mace. everyone in the world for this. Yes. I felt like Mace's career was the entire world just like getting together to be like let's pull a prank on Paul and we'll all <laughs> pretend that Mace is a great rapper and we love this music. Yes no one tell him just yeah. keep playing along until he goes insane. And I never, and that was also at the peak of me being into like classic rock and just being like rap sucks. I like Led oh. Zeppelin. No, oh, Paul. So, but even, even now I'm like, no, I was right about Mace. <laughs> he was terrible. <laughs> he, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: I, I can't argue that he's not, he's yeah. not good. The he songs were good. He was bad.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like they just pulled a guy off the street and it was like, here, say these words into a microphone and we're going to put it to a beat. Wear this shiny suit and then just do it and we'll be fine. Yeah. Even his performance is in the video. He looks like he doesn't know where he is and he's just kind of like mugging for the camera, but he's sort of in shock. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, am I actually rapping? Yeah. Whatever it is, he had the opposite of it. (laughs) Yes. I I agree. He didn't have the X factor. He had like the... (laughs) The J factor. Yes. <laughs> he, he
1: had anti-it.
0: Yeah, he was terrible. But because of the built-in nostalgia, Feels So Good takes the five, the number five spot for me.
1: That makes now, sense. I, I
0: kind of hear it and I'm like, yeah, I, I like this now. It's you kind of go, yeah, this is good
1: now because of the nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly how I was. Uh, so that that's allowed. I think that's allowed in life. My number five, which originally was an honorable mention, uh-huh. um, is crazy that... She was on Bad Boy because it was much, much later to Bad Boy. And when you hear it, you go, that's not Bad Boy. That's not remotely Bad Boy. And it's Janelle Monet with tightrope.
0: Yeah, I figured that Janelle Monet would show up on your list. Yeah, Because uh, when I was researching this episode, I, I saw that she's been on Bad Boy for her whole career.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's weird. And I, yeah. I knew it when that came out because I've always been a big fan. But she's so, like eclectic and indie and different that you're like, is
0: she really part of bad boy? But she's on that label, man, all over that label. Yeah. I was surprised when I found that out. Although I don't, I have no, I don't know. We've talked about Janelle Monet once or twice on the show before, because mm-hmm. you brought her to the show or, or Isabel or Katie, or she's been part of the show before. Yeah. And I liked what I saw, but I have no idea who she is outside of like, I've just, I don't know her music. I don't know the song that you said.
1: Oh, tightrope! Yeah, it was a huge hit. It's like a fast. Yeah. It almost sounds like a fast, upbeat Outkast song.
0: Okay, um,
1: it's a great song, great video, great song. Uh, I I'm not a major, major fan. I don't dive deep, but I know all the I know all the big hits.
0: Yeah,
1: and she is great. And it's just shocking that you're like, holy shit, she was at, she's at the tail end of like the Bad Boy rise because she came way late.
0: Yeah, um, like 2007, 10, five, 7. So, seven so, yeah, late 2000s, yeah. Yeah, I mean she's been around for a minute. It's my own failing that I she's just never been on my radar. But
1: yeah, yeah, she's great, and she a lot of her stuff sounds like Prince stuff, and that's why you're like, wait, it feels like Diddy was like, okay, this is Janelle Monae, leave her the fuck alone, let her do her stuff, and we'll just put it on our, our label.
0: Yeah, and I think um, it was a dance episode when we looked at one of her. Yes, yes, she can dance too, right? Yeah, she's great. I it was, uh, it was uh, Isabel brought it. So this song is from
1: when? This was her first single. Oh, okay. Um, so this
0: is going back to the mid-2000s.
1: Yeah, so this is the late 2000s. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what year, but this was, this was, the, thing, this was the thing that broke her.
0: And this is, this is this, it's still your favorite Janelle Monáe song? Or no. no, maybe she's elsewhere on your list as well. I don't know. But.
1: Yeah, she's, she's number five for, for Best Bad Boy, but the best Janelle Monáe song is the one that sounds like Prince, which was like three years ago, The Way You Make Me Feel. It was a big hit.
0: Oh, but she's not still on the label.
1: I don't think she is. I think she okay. moved on. Okay. Uh, I think she did a first couple of albums because she has so many albums now. I think she had the first couple albums off Bad Boy, and they might have even just kind of groomed her and discovered her, and mm-hmm. then she just amicably moved on. Okay. Yeah, that's my
0: number five. Uh, my number four is not is a is not the only one hit wonder on my list, but it is a one hit wonder by okay. Black Rob. Ha! So you should know it's what. Ah, Go. Yeah, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. whoa. Yeah. ah uh, that's a good song.
1: He yes. shouldn't have been a one-hit wonder.
0: Well, it's such a it's such a hooky sort of almost gimmicky that call and response of whoa in the yeah. song is like even if you don't know that you know it, you know it. Like, that is yes. still just sort of woven into the fabric of pop culture is, is the refrain from woe by Black <laughs> Rob. Because it's whoa Yeah, yeah. It's one yeah. of those things that you just, is in your brain, you know? Do you even know another Black Rob song? No. Does anybody? Yeah, I mean, no, me no. neither. No, not at all. No, no. <laughs> That's uh, from his album Life Story, which came out in 2000 oh wow oh my god that's yeah. so long ago. now i, I thought remember that black rob like, featured oh on other on other bad boy artists yeah. records in the late 90s but he never had a hit until that was his debut album i think life story and that was his first big hit and it turned out to be his only big so yeah album. but yeah. i kind of remember him being like part of the label before he had his own hit there that but sounds familiar I don't really know. I don't know what other Black Rob songs. None. Blind. None. Yeah. In
1: fact, I, I, until learn, going through this, I f- completely forgot about Woe. I, like, yeah. literally just like, it was like, and then I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, well I remember that song.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, <clears throat> that's a fun. That, for me, was college. That was, like, freshman year of college. Oh, God, Whoa. that's so funny. Woe being played at a lot of parties, you know?
1: <laughs> because of this, I'm literally just going to be walking around my home for the rest of the night, just to myself, going
0: "Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa" <laughs> to no one in particular. Just yeah, yeah. It also, I also get that this isn't bad boy, but you remember uh, "Wamp, wamp, what it do, what it do," <laughs> like those the hook from "Whoa." And from Wamp Wamp, what it do? I will just randomly be walking around my apartment, just sort of muttering it to myself. Oh,
1: Wamp Wamp, what it do? I think is even better. That's yeah. great. Oh, I forgot all about that. I have not thought about that.
0: Yeah, I, I once had a coworker who that like that's how he, you know, that was his standard greeting for people. What it do? <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. He'd come into work, I'd be like, "What's going on, Leo?" He'd be like, "What it do?" <laughs> and I, I would mean, just be thinking, Wamp
1: Wamp. What it do? What it do? I wish I was cool enough to pull off that greeting <laughs> to people. What it do?
0: Yeah, I, I don't. Neither I don't have neither it Am me. I? Neither am I. <laughs> and it's good. And uh, then I had another coworker at the same place who used to greet people with "What's good, Hollywood?" And this is before. I, <laughs> this was in Providence. This is before I moved to Hollywood. That's that one
1: is a no for me. <laughs> but what it do is delightful.
0: Yeah, Leo used to say "What it do?" What it do? And Johnny Lee <laughs> used to say "What's good Hollywood?" What it do? I'm gonna just
1: start using it just for you. Yeah. Whenever we connect, you're like, "Hey Kirk, how you doing?" I'm be like, "What it do?" What it do? Because <laughs> uh, you're, you're the only one who appreciates it. Everyone else would be like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Stop yeah. it!" Shut up, Kirk. Shut up, Kirk. You <laughs> idiot. All right, <laughs> uh, my number four. I'm curious if you know it. Mm, probably uh, not. It was. It was a huge it was a huge R&B hit because uh, Bad Boy had a lot of R&B artists. They weren't just rap. This guy was a one-hit wonder. This song is so good. I still love it to this day. It's Carl Thomas, I Wish.
0: No, I don't know that. I don't think so, but it might be one of those things where if you played it for me, I'd be like, sure, I've heard this song. Yes. It's going to be one of those things where if I play it for you, you're going to
1: be like, oh, this and this was the early two thousands as well. Mm-hmm. This you're gonna be like, oh, this is like any R and B song that that was big on the radio at that time. Yeah. Uh, I wish, and I wish I never met her at all. Mm, maybe that if I heard it. Maybe if I sang about it. Um, he he had a pretty good career, and I think he's still around. He never had another massive hit, but when uh, but when I wish came out, it was all over r uh, radio stations like they would not stop playing it yeah I figure out what year it is
0: i mean you really can't underestimate how not on my radar r&b music in the late 90s to the present day has been you know yeah. like early 90s and even maybe a little bit the mid 90s i know the big hits but to mm-hmm. my shame, like I know Faith Evans is on Bad Boy and and mm-hmm. I know who Faith Evans is, mainly because she was married to Biggie and all the drama involved with her and Biggie and Tupac. But I couldn't tell you what what any of her songs are or what she uh, sounds so like. So funny. That's yeah. so weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. the I Wish was released in uh, 2000. OK. Uh, it spent six weeks at the number one R&B. And then was twenty on the pop charts.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I would recognize it if I heard it, but by
1: I think you, um, I think you would name alone. Um, not sure. yeah, just name alone. Yeah. But I've always loved that song, and it was one of those. It was one of those songs that I was like, God, I love that. Bad boy has an R and B branch, and it's
0: solid. It is. Yeah. It puts out really good stuff. Yeah, but if this is in two thousand. Depending on if it's early 2000 or late 2000, I'm either deep into listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin, almost exclu- almost exclusively. Wow! Or I've started college and I'm just discovering Tom Waits and Bell and Sebastian. Oh my god! So whatever's on R&B radio really isn't crossing my desk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that makes sense. <laughs> it's just and, so funny that you got so
1: deep into Zeppelin in like 2000.
0: Yeah. Like my, my arc basically went like sophomore year, Jimi Hendrix, junior year, The Doors, and senior year, Led Zeppelin. Wow. That's... And, then, and then sort of mixed in there is, is Bob Dylan and Pink Floyd. Yeah. You why were you born when you were born? I don't know it's man, crazy. like crazy. I have boomer parents who were really like tuned into their pop culture and so I was raised on their stuff yeah. and liked it a lot. So at a young age I really liked classic rock and like Monty Python and Mel Brooks movies <laughs> and That's you know all boomer I mean? stuff. And yeah. I still like that shit, but I was yeah. I was I was into it. But actually, I kind of, I mean, not to go off on too much of a tangent, I think I've talked about this before, is I I sort of discovered the classic rock stuff on my own just because I listened to Jimi Hendrix's first album, which my brother had, had got, and I just swiped it from his room and listened to it, and it sort of blew my mind. Yeah. And then so on my own, I started listening to classic rock radio instead of just in the car when I was going on you know my dad was driving and listening to it like mm-hmm. in my own bedroom listening to the local classic rock radio station and sort of focusing on it And your mind being blown about this stuff that's like 25 years old for you or yeah more. And deciding like led zeppelin yes yeah. for, foreigner and bad company no like, yeah. <laughs> picking zeppelin choosing.
1: yes yeah yeah
0: Hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Oh god, that's so funny.
0: But that's what I was doing in '99 and 2000. Instead of listening to Top Forty or R&B
1: radio. Instead of listening to Carl Thomas, I wish.
0: And being snooty about it too, like rap, rap sucks, rap is crap. You know that garbage shit. Yeah. 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 So, I never really, I never really went back and said like, oh shit, I got to figure out what uh, Bad Boy was putting out in 2000. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, is it my turn? You are. Yeah, I think you're at three. Yeah, my number three. Okay, it's time for some biggie. Okay. This, is, this one. I mean, he has two albums, really. Ready to Die and Life After Death. Yeah. This is from Ready to Die. It's Me and My Bitch. <laughs> from Ready to Die. I picked Me and My Bitch because it's it's one of my favorite tracks, other than like Juicy and Big Papa, and uh, uh, Me and My Bitch is probably my favorite track on that album just because i like it and because i like biggie is great at story songs oh yeah so good and so i picked this one because this one for me is the equivalent on ready to die of get money you know what i mean oh in terms of the story that it tells where it's about like you know i have this girl and we're partners in crime and then she betrays me or whatever so the story that he tells in me and my bitch reminds me of his verse you know, and get money. Yes. And I, I just really like, and then just the hook, like me, my bitch, me, my bitch. <laughs> That's a pretty deep
1: cut. Yeah. It's good though. I mean, like I know it and i have not, since I haven't played that album in years, I don't even really remember it. I just know yeah. it cause I have the album.
0: Uh, but get money's
1: really good. I forgot about get money too. Yeah. It's so yeah. good.
0: And it, the hook in, in get money is great. Oh, yeah. So, but, so um, good. Give me and my bitch a listen on its own. Like, you know, maybe if you're listening to the album, it doesn't register with you as much if you're just sort of gliding over it, waiting to get to the next hit. But give that's it a it listen was. on its own, you'll be like, oh, no, this is a good... This,
1: yeah, uh, that's exactly what it was, Paul. I'm just kind of like, yeah, this is fine. I'm not going to skip it. Right. I'm just waiting for the, for my next hit. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. Me and my bitch. Uh, my, my number three, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You're hmm. not going to like it at all. <laughs> what? It's Diddy's bad boy for life.
0: Okay, yeah, sure. You're indifferent. So you don't hate, you're indifferent or you don't like. Uh in I'm going to say indifferent on that one. Uh it doesn't make me wretch like certain other Diddy tracks, mm-hmm. you know. I just I could if it came on it wouldn't like annoy me overtly. Okay. Yeah. I when I first heard it I was like this
1: is fucking great and because it hit kind of hard for him, and because it, it wasn't really just an RB influenced uh rap song, mm-hmm. and I loved it so much that my when I was taking bass lessons, my bass teacher taught me it.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: and it's a really good bass line, like the bass line is really funky, it's just the same thing over and over again, but it's really, really funky and deep um shockingly so and i'll listen to it for be that because if
0: i if i like if i hook into a bass line you know that'll that'll rope me so
1: yeah i almost wonder for you because it, it's 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 uh, it's diddy and a bunch of other people rapping over it and it's not great you know the raps aren't great on it but if you could find an instrumental version of it i think you would to go oh get a better yeah.
0: rapper and this would be something special yeah, Puff was always I mean, he's almost as bad as Mace. He's just a whack rapper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, he's not the best. And that's no, the thing. He's a know? great
0: businessman. He ran the label. Yeah. He was the he was the the guy behind the guy. But then he was also like, "But I'm going to be a star too." Yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's a, an amazing
1: businessman. He's good at at spotting talent. Right. He's a delightful dancer. He yeah. his rap sucks. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, was good.
0: it Yeah, was was he the one who had was the guy with the umbrella, Farnsworth? Yes, Farnsworth. Remember in the early yes. 2000s when he was like, oh, now I'm going to have this guy who's like this new character, my new sidekick, who's like my butler. But he was also like a dancer. <laughs> what happened to that guy? I, You know, when
1: he came out, I thought it was like a bit like I thought he was just like a stand up comedy guy who to make to make Diddy and, and the crowd laugh. Yeah.
0: Like he was almost like a hired actor. I don't think he was like a guy yeah, who had
1: musical asp- aspirations.
0: No, I thought he was, I thought his main thing was that he was a dancer. Like he was someone's backup dancer or something. And Diddy's, Diddy just had an idea of like, yeah, I'm going to hire you to be like my major domo. And you'll just like appear with me in public, like holding an umbrella over me. and just. He was just sort of always with Diddy for yes. like a year or two. But then also in videos, he was a really good dancer. I, I swear, I don't remember him
1: dancing, so maybe I'm wrong. I remember yeah. the umbrella part. And I remember going, oh, this is Diddy uh, biting the time with Jerome.
0: Yeah, that type of thing. But I seem to remember Farnsworth, whose name obviously wasn't really Farnsworth. Yes. It was just like. Diddy was like, "He's my butler." Yeah, there's a whole bit. But I seem to remember at least in one video or one like VMAs or something, him doing a dance routine with the umbrella. Oh, okay, as a prop.
1: God, I don't remember. I don't
0: know. Maybe I invented that. I don't. I don't recall. But I do
1: remember that's that's another thing with bad boy. I don't. I have not thought of (laughs) Farnsworth since that dude was invented. 2003 yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. And then you say it, and you go back, and you're like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. He was in the videos, he did all that
0: stuff and went out of them. Diddy and, would just have these projects and then he would just sort of cast them aside. Like, here's another honor- honorable mention for me not because I like any of the music, but one of my favorite sort of bad boy projects is the second season of Making the Band that Diddy did with Making dub Band. Remember Da Band? Let me tell you something. I fucking love Da Band. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Are they your number one? Are we going to no, hear them? Like, no, they're not. Let I me was... tell you. Here's my top five <laughs> bad boy rappers. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. I loved Da Band. Their yeah. music sucked, but that show was great. I still think of, because when I remember when Chance the Rapper first started coming mm-hmm. up one of the members of the band was named Chance so when oh, when yeah. Chance the, when Chance the rapper which is his stage name started to come up I was like wait is that Chance from the band is he suddenly Chance the rapper thank god he wasn't <laughs> and i would ask that question and the answer i would always get was what the fuck is the band and i was yeah. like did you i dream making bad. the band was that only important to me De- the only reason I know that it wasn't is because Chappelle parodied it on yes. Chappelle's show. Yeah. The band was great. And then that parody because he would do Dylan and all I would do with that was like,
1: I spit on fire. Yeah. I spit on fire.
0: Because <laughs> for all the other members, he had the actual members of the yes. band on the show. But then he played Dylan.
1: All I remember about that, too, is in the, in the actual show making of the band, like they yeah. were not, There were you know, it was one of those reality moments where they're fucking off and doing a terrible job. And right. Diddy dresses them down and dresses everyone yeah. down individually. And all he says about Dylon, is like, man, you're just the definition of extra. You don't even do yeah. anything. <laughs> we barely need you. You're just like extra to me. And I was like, that is harsh.
0: That was, that's one of my all time favorite reality shows. I loved making the band. I
1: love making the band. Listen, I watched that. I, I watched when it was Danity Kane. I love Danity Kane. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Ooh. Yeah. Um yeah i i I don't have DeBand band on my top five because I don't have any feelings for any of their actual music
1: no but
0: I did love that show and they were on Bad boy. they were a bad boy artist they
1: that song because of the because of the show was a medium hit for
0: them. They actually like yeah. charted so they technically have a chart song so
1: but yeah, I,
0: think, uh, I think if people remember them now at all, it's because of Chappelle show more hundred percent their actual existence yeah hundred percent yeah, 100%. yeah. Uh, so Uh Where are we? My number two now? Yes, because I did okay. Bad Boy for Life
1: at number three mm-hmm.
0: My number two is another biggie song The one that I picked from Life After Death Because the rule I gave myself was no singles mm-hmm. This one I was surprised to learn isn't a single Because it's such a beloved song I wonder if you're going to be surprised it's not a single My number two Bad Boy song is going back to Kelly. How the fuck is that not a single? That wasn't a single. It's just a song everyone loves, but it was not released as a single. Oh my god. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm going, going back, back, back to Kelly. That's a jam, yeah. and everyone sings yeah, it that man. way. Oh my god. And <sighs> it was also a big deal at the time because it was like the height of the East Coast West Coast mm-hmm. thing. And it was Biggie's love letter to the West Coast saying, actually, I love Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. And West Coasters loved it. LA LA folks loved it. It it was sort of like this, uh, it was like this peace treaty.
1: I'm amazed that that's just an album cut.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's an album cut. I mean. I mean, I, I remember it being on the radio. Oh, all the time. I think everyone just embraced because, like, maybe the message of it, it was sort of a big deal that Biggie was saying this, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But it wasn't a single. I think it just sort of got embraced. Wow. Yeah. I'm
1: gobsmacked.
0: Yeah. So that's a solid number two. That's a great number two. That is a really, really good number two. The only reason it's not number one is because my number one. Was always good. Like as soon as this was our topic, I was like, "Yep, I know exactly." Like the first song I think of with Bad Boy, it's going to be my number one. I, we'll get to that. We'll get to that.
1: I am ninety nine point nine percent sure I know what your number one is. Yeah, I'm sure you do too. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, and I'm almost
1: going to bet it might be my number one too. Yeah. Uh, but my number two, you brought her up, but you said you don't really know her. I know her quite well because I love all of her music, and that's Faith, Faith Evans.
0: Faith. Oh, yeah.
1: Faith Evans came out, and her first album came out and it was just unbelievable soul it was so good and she could sing and it was it's it was pretty timely let me tell you how good that first faith album that faith evans album was it's so good that ann loves it yeah. <laughs> Like, miss, this mortal yeah. coil. and Yeah. <laughs> and we've been, you know, because we're at home working together now, and she's yeah. constantly putting on Leonard Cohen, and I'm like, oh, God, stop nice. it. She loves Faith Evans. Loves I mean, that nothing
0: album. gets me more psyched than, like, Burn on a Wire. I'm just going to be <laughs> super productive that day.
1: <laughs> Get so much done. Party anthem. Oh, God. But uh, the song I chose was from, I think, her second album, because it's a, it's a club banger. It's called You Gets No Love. Okay. And
0: I do, obviously, I don't know.
1: it. Again, it might be one of those where you kind of recognize it. It was yeah. a huge hit. She's mostly known for, you know, for the ballads and also just kind of singing along on rap albums. But You Gets No Love, it hits hard, and it's a great song. I still listen to it this day. Uh, the, the attitude is great because she's like, You Gets No Love from me. And it's just great. <laughs> uh, just really like – it was funny because it was like at the time that she dropped – Mary J. Blige had been out for maybe like two years and then Faith came out and you're like, oh, my God, there's so much good female R&B singing back to back.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I'm ashamed that I don't know her as as her own artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to just basically I know her from being Biggie's wife. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Biggie's baby mama. Yes, yes. Yeah. But she was—I mean, legit—had her own hits, had her own albums. I mean, sing. I knew that she was—I knew that she was her an artist on the label and had her own career. Yeah, I just am not familiar with her work. Yeah, it's if you're an R&B fan, uh, you would listen to Faith Evans and be like, "Hell yeah!" I'll check it out because you said the magic words, which are Anne likes it. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's no shade. <laughs> Listeners know that my taste aligns with. And way more than yours. Oh, I mean, I just go back to
1: when you come over for Thanksgiving, and then after we eat, we put on a lot of music and just sit and talk. And then there was one Thanksgiving where it was like back to back to back
0: Paul (laughs) and albums, and I was like, okay, this has got to stop. It's just like, and now this Cocteau Twins album. Yes, and and Ann and I were like, hooray! Yeah, more. (laughs) Oh my God! What was that? It's it's the label that you guys talk
1: about all the time.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. What was that label called? Um, Um, not 808. It was a number. No, you're thinking 808, and you know what I have stuck in my head is A24 because of the, <laughs> new, of the album, because of, no, of the yeah the the movie studio, but it's four AD. Four AD, yes. is the
1: label? Oh God! And I was like, Oh my God! Yeah, but yeah, on, not on my recommendation. On Anne's recommendation, listen to the first Faith, Evan, Faith Evans album. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will take her tacit recommendation (laughs) to listen to it. And then you'll be like, hey, yeah, and it's really good. Kirk, why don't you like Faith Evans? And I'm like, what what, what do you mean? I've been talking to you this whole time. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, We must have the same number one because I can't can't imagine you didn't put this on your list unless you were just like, well, I know Paul's going to have it, so I'm not also going to have it. I knew you had it.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, was, it's so good that I have to have it. Shall we say it at the same time and have a fun time? Yeah, sure. Okay, do you we'll want to count- say just the just the title or like the artist then the title?
0: We'll say just the title. Okay, on thir- we'll ca- uh, count after down three, after three. Okay, yeah. one, one, two, two three. three. Flavor, Flavor in your, in your ear. ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Of course, of, co- of course. This, is prigma. this our first number one? This is our first number one match. I think so.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so too. This is our first number one match, but it's it had to be Flavor in year.
1: Oh, right. it's it's and I put down in, in parenthetical
0: both the original and the remix because I love them both. Well, for, I love them both too, but specifically the remix is sort of the more beloved version because yes. it it has Biggie on it and it's sort of what broke Biggie. Yeah, but I like the album version where it's just Craig Mack. Oh, it's so I prefer so that cut. Craig Mack, one thousand degrees. Yep. You'll be on your knees. You'll be burning, begging, please. Um, yep. One of my all-time favorite hip hop cuts ever. It's so, when that came out. Yeah. Just because the the album track
1: came out as a single. Yes. F- and you and I remember hearing it, going, "Okay, well, this is the greatest rapper of all time, and this is the greatest rap song of all time."
0: Yes. Yeah. And then a week later, forever. a week later, "Ready to Die" came out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Craig Max or 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 like around the same time. Yeah. But the first two album releases on Bad Boy were Craig Max's album and Biggie's album. Yep. And Biggie just sort of, other than I mean, Flava in Your Ear was a big hit, but other than that, Biggie just sort of steamrolled over Craig Max's career. Yep. I mean, he I don't think he has any other chart toppers even close. He might have another like technical like top 40 Mm -hmm. or even top 20 hit but i just know flavor in you and it's to this day like
1: it's still relevant
0: it's still good yeah but people sort of clown on on craig mack because he just had one hit and puffy sort of like you know signed him and put put the track out and put the album out but then sort of like focused on biggie and kind of shuffled craig mack off to the side and and bad boy didn't really do right by him and sort of just yeah. let him disappear. Yeah. Uh, but it was just like his bad luck that his moment came at the exact same time as Biggie's. Yes,
1: yes. Had still, it been still d- the greatest a rapper time. of all time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, had it been a different time, he might have been a bigger star, because he deserves yeah. it. He's, I mean, legit. Flavor Years. if that's any awesome. indication of what he could have been,
0: you're just like, you're amazing, dude. It's got a great beat. Yep. He's got a great flow. His lyrics are great. There are so many like funny little jokes in that song. Like the, yeah. I I just love that one. It's one of my, it might be one of my top five, possibly top three favorite hip hop records. I would
1: easily agree with that. At least easily. I listen to it all the time. I listen to it all the time. Yeah. It's so, so good. I mean, and the more you hear it, the more every time I hear it, I just go, "Why, why wasn't he bigger?" Yeah, it just makes you biggie. wonder. It really is. I mean, the reason is Biggie. The, yeah. I mean, it, it's it so is because no one was like, even though they were like, "Oh, you didn't, you weren't as big of a star." People were like, "Oh, he's fucking great." There was no yeah. like, "Oh, he's a clown." This is, you know, with Mace, they're like, nah, "Mace, he's just kind of a clown." Here they're like, "Oh right. no, Craig Mack's like the real deal." Yeah, and the, oh. So good. I figured it was going to be your number one. I'm so glad that it's both of our number ones. That really makes yeah. me happy.
0: It just turned out when I looked into it, I was like, oh, the only bad boy I know is Flavor in your ear plus all the biggies. Like every biggie. <laughs> yeah. My honorable mention is every biggie out of the song. It's, yeah.
1: Yeah. But rightfully so. I mean, it's it makes sense unless you're really into the music of that time, which, you know, I was like, I was thinking about putting Total or 112 just because I loved the, the, the R&B music of Bad Boy. But yeah. uh, I had to put others. I had to put others.
0: But I'll say this. Even if I did count Biggie singles, even if I did allow myself to have Juicy on there and uh, Big Papa on there and Hypnotize on there and Mo Money, Mo Problems on there, I think I would still put flavor in your ear at number one. Not because it's better. Than all those because it's my favorite. Yes, I would understand that. That would make sense.
1: Yeah. Um, I just remember right now, uh, Big Papa was was my wedding song. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the one. was the song we danced to because that was the song
0: that when we met that was yeah. big, and then we're like, well, we're just gonna dance to that song. Big Big Papa, Big Pop. I was in junior high when Big Papa came out. Oh my God! I still remember it because. I had already moved on to, like, alternative music, you know, mm-hmm. was what I was listening to, and I didn't have any time for rap when I was in, like, eighth grade. <laughs> I don't have time for
1: rap. I'm an eighth grader.
0: I just, yeah, I was like, no, rap is crap. I love uh, Bush and uh, <laughs> Toad the Wet Sprocket, or I don't know, whatever was on. Bush. You know, the quote-unquote alternative right? Yeah. But Big Papa was so undeniable. I still remember the Saturday afternoon when I saw it on MTV for the first time, and was immediately like, "Oh, I love this!" <laughs> this like, I'm not this changing my thing. mind about rap, but I love this one. That's and I have always great. loved Big Papa. That's yeah. Yeah, as
1: well. You should because that's great, and that's that's the power of Biggie and the power of Bad Boy. I mean, and he's just he's unbelievable. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. If it had
0: just been Biggie and Craig Mack, that would have been fine. If that was yeah, if that there. was their
1: rap label, and then on the side was uh,
0: was Faith and Once What, well, it'd be great. I don't. Even sadly, know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, sadly, neither of them are with us anymore. No. Biggie, Biggie famously died. Craig Mack also died a few years ago of yep, like heart disease or yes. or a stroke, or natural something. causes. Yeah, I think it was a stroke. Yeah, he was only in his like late 40s yeah. or early 50s. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah. And I but don't Also, even, much
0: like Mace, he had sort of left the scene and became born again. and, and sort Oh, of was, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was sort of off the map in terms of, of uh, the music industry anyway, but it's, it's sad that he died.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what Bad Boy does now, if there is a Bad Boy. I don't even know what Diddy does now, except I guess he's a businessman now.
0: Yeah, you don't hear. I mean, you don't hear about Diddy that much anymore. I'm sure he's just collecting his money with all the stuff that yeah. he runs and... Well, since it since it wasn't on your list, the the song I hate even more than anything uh, Mace did was "I'll Be Missing You." That song's terrible. It's so bad, That's and like so bad. That was another one where I felt like the whole world was clowning me. <laughs> when it came out, it was like, "Oh my God, what a beautiful tribute to to uh, Biggie Smalls." It's, I was like, it took this terrible song by the Police, yeah, that everyone the worst knows. Police song. Yeah, and terrible, like, cheesy eighth-grade poetry lyrics pasted on top of it. An awful performance by uh, Puffy on it. Yeah. And it was just like, I feel like this is spitting in Biggie's eye. (laughs) (laughs) He would not like this garbage. But, yeah, that's... When I think of Puffy's actual music that he made, I always think of "I'll Be Missing You." Oh, that's so funny! Yeah, but that that's also terrible. Faith Evans on there, right? That's she Faith Evans. El- yeah, she's yeah. singing the hook. Yeah, not not great, not great. <laughs> no, no, that song's t- and that's probably the biggest song. And then the other one, because I I looked up other lists like this to sort of jog my memory or mm-hmm. to to see what songs I might be forgetting. So I I did a search for existing lists online of like the best bad boy songs of Mm -hmm. all time or the best bad boy records and one of them that was like consistently in the top five and on at least one list i think two was the number one best bad boy record ever above anything biggie did all about the benjamins Interesting. I, and I was like, I
1: hate that song. <laughs> have you heard? I hate that song, but there's a rock version. There's a rock remix. That's, that's the one great. I think of. That's the worst. Oh, that's I so much that worse oh, than the regular no. one. I love the rock version. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. <laughs> like, I it's like have the a new metal for version for that. That. of All About the Benjamins. I have a soft spot for that. I <laughs> know. I do. I'm not going to lie. I have a soft it's spot for that. It's new metal. <sighs> yeah, I guess it is a little new metal. Yeah. There's something about it I like. <laughs> I also like um, I didn't put I didn't put it in. It's kind of yeah. a dumb song, but I kept singing it when it came out. Was "Past the Cavassier"? Oh yeah, I remember
0: that. <laughs> yeah, one. yeah, yeah, dun, yeah.
1: Dun, that was produced by um, the Neptunes. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, um, yeah, the yeah. That's well the yeah, yeah, yeah. "Past the Cavassier." Yeah, yeah, yeah. "Past the Cavassier." Like, it's, like, whoa! Like you just have it whoa. in your head and you yeah. yeah. <laughs> "Shit, whoa" was not in my head, and then you said it, and now it's back in my head. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I did have a tough time with this one, but it's it's all about Biggie. I love Craig Mack. Yeah. And I found out by putting this together that it turns out I have a soft spot for at least for Feel So Good. Because yeah. I, I still objectively don't like Mace, but I was like, eh, I haven't heard it in a while. Let me play it. Let me watch the video and see if I still hate it as much as I think I do. Because my my... You know, my taste and my world have opened up so much since then that maybe mm-hmm. I can find the the thing in it that everyone loves or or loved then that I didn't see. And I wouldn't say that I found that. But what I did find was nostalgia for being a high school sophomore.
1: I mean, the nostalgia pull is strong as fuck. Very strong. And yeah. it's hard to escape. And that's that's why you like Mason, I like Whitesnake now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's I mean, exactly it. And I why? asked that question. I asked that question last week when you were talking about white snake. I, I said like I wonder if years from now I'm gonna discover that I like new metal. I, I don't yeah, think it's gonna oh happen boy. for me with any Limp Biscuit or corn records, but I found out that it's it's mace that's my white snake. <laughs> mace is your white snake. Mace is my white snake.
1: Yep, that's exactly yep. right, Paul.
0: <laughs> so thank you for helping me discover that about myself through I'm our bad boy episode
1: and support you in your yeah. in your dreams. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, but that's it for this uh, episode of the podcast. Until yeah. Next time. Bye. Bye.